Hello there and welcome to the Abundance Health Podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything there is to learn and to know about what it truly means to have life and life in abundance. My name is Sharon Chabaibai and thank you so much for tuning in. Hello, hello once again and yes, thank you so much for tuning in to the Abundant Self Podcast. If this is your very first time here, my good name is Sharon Chabaibai and like I always like to say, I want to hope and believe that by the time you're done listening to this episode, that you will have made a decision to become a part of the Abundant Self podcast community but yes welcome karibu sana bienvenue to the abundance of podcast this is episode 25 and today we will be talking about grief we will be talking about grief so let's talk about grief let's talk grief and most importantly let's talk about letting go of a dream that may never come true (laughs) i know it sounds like a little bit cryptic and a little bit dark but There's so much about grief that I believe it is important for us to talk about and something that very many people maybe don't really talk about in today's society. So yes, welcome Karibu Sana. I hope you've been having a good um, end of the year. I know the year is really moving fast. Like I wake up in the morning and days are really moving But I do hope you're well. I do hope your family is well. I hope everything, wherever it is that you are, is going on okay. And I just want to take a moment just before we talk about the episode and just before we talk about the topic of today to simply recap our previous episode. That is episode 24, where we talked about obedience and the cost of obedience And I remember in a previous episode, we had a running call where we were saying that um, if our lives are supposedly the, the, if our lives are supposedly the sum of the decisions that we make, then living a life of abundance is actually the sum of the decisions that we make in obedience to our creator. And most of the time, of course, because we have, you know, grown up and we have already had a sense of the, you know, choice and the power of the will that we have as human beings, it becomes a bit hard for us to see um, how not obeying God's word, how not obeying God's uh, voice can actually um, have consequences in our lives. And most of the time, of course, as human beings, because, you know, you find ourselves in situations where we do not really want to do things that make us look different from other people. But, you know, at the end of the day, you find that God sometimes calls us to do things that not very many people will understand. God calls us to do things that will force us to leave our comfort zone, that will cause us to literally just be set apart from the status quo so there is a cost to obedience there is a cost to listening to god's word and obeying it and that cost of course it has a positive impact but for us as human beings sometimes we look at it as being such a huge cost for us to pay and it's always important for us to be able to have foresight where we look at the bigger picture, where we look at what is God 
calling me to do and you know what is God exactly trying to do with my life how is this how is this choice or how does obeying God look like in the kingdom of God and you know the things that he wants to achieve for his people and not just for yourself and I remember in the episode you were talking about how sometimes you find that the cost of your obedience, the effects or rather the results would actually last throughout your entire lifetime. And we're looking at people, uh, the examples of people like Abraham, for example, just the act of him obeying God and leaving his home country and just going to this country that God was sending him. I mean, that itself got him and his descendants, his entire family, his entire lineage, his entire descendants, all of them are blessed by that simple act of obedience. So if you haven't uh, listened to that episode yet, I invite you to either press pause, go back and listen to episode 24 on the cost of obedience, or you can listen to this episode up until the very end and then after you're done, go listen to it. And actually, I'm really so happy because this week, or rather this past week, I have gotten the chance to be in spaces where, you know, I hear people talking about how they have been obedient or rather how just that act of obeying God and listening to his word and listening to what he had to say, how that has attracted favor, how that has attracted blessings. And this is just a confirmation, I think, for me, that what we talk about here on the podcast that I'm not crazy (laughs) and that we actually have examples from where we live like literally beneath our noses if if I can use that term but that we have examples that we can use immediate examples that we can use to show us that you know God is calling us to live a certain life and to walk a certain path And we might not see the impact of it right now, but other people are already eating the fruits of, you know, walking in in obedience. And that is something that we should also aspire to do. So, yes, that's just about it. So today, like I said, we are going to be talking about grief. Let's talk grief. And letting go of a dream that may never come true. (laughs) So what is the definition of grief? I'd I'd like us to start from there. And for me, I know for the longest time, I had always looked at grief. Or rather, I had always associated the word grief with, you know, that feeling that comes or the aftermath that comes when you lose someone and most most likely when you lose someone to death. And, you know, every time I'd hear someone saying that they're going through grief automatically, the first thing that would come to my mind is that, you know, maybe this person has lost somebody in their family, someone they knew, a loved one. And, you know, sometimes, or rather, Most times I had never thought that grief could actually be associated to just loss itself. You know, it doesn't have to be loss of someone. It just 
is generally just grief is associated to loss in its entirety. So what is the dictionary definition of grief? Or rather, I just you know looked up the meaning of grief. And it said that grief is intense sorrow, especially... <clears throat> grief is intense sorrow, especially caused by someone's death, like I said. But then I found this definition and I found it to be so perfect and especially relevant to today's conversation. And it says that grief is the experience of coping with loss. Most of us think of grief as happening in the painful period following the death of a loved one. But grief can accompany any event that disrupts or challenges our sense of normalcy or ourselves. This includes the loss of connections that define us. So I really like that it says that grief can accompany any event that, keyword, disrupts or challenges our sense of normalcy, ourselves, or, you know, our sense of, yeah, our sense of normalcy or ourselves. And this includes loss of connections that define us. Now, this is the grief that I want us to talk about today. Now, for those of you who have listened to our very fast episodes, um, then I believe you have heard me talk about how for the longest time, I think I have been the kind of people who have been <laughs> or have wanted <laughs> or desired to be in control of literally every situation, literally every outcome you know and I, I started seeing this from the moment when I just graduated campus because you know this is usually that time of transition when you know a lot of people are you know sort of I think you think a lot of people are watching you because now everyone wants to know okay you graduated where did you end up what job are you doing you know how is life treating you so when I was in campus I studied media and communication. I'm a trained journalist by profession. And I knew the organization where I was going to be absorbed as an intern. And I knew the same people would absorb me back as an employee and that I would work and begin my media career with them. After which later on, of course, I would be absorbed by another media company. And if you're in Kenya, you already know that for any trained journalist, we have, you know, the media, the government media station where most journalists have become, most journalists have began their media careers. So they start in this media house and then later on, you know, the more established media houses, you know, sort of come and push them. And now their career literally kicks off. So I had seen that happen for so many journalists and I knew that, okay, I think I'd, this is also what I want because it means if I intern with them, I'd get a good foundation and if they absorb me, it's even better because it means, you know, I think I have a better standing, I have a better chance of, you know, um, just settling in in my career in a different media organization. So I knew that's what I wanted. I wanted to intern with them get absorbed, work for a few years. And then I also knew that 
Um, later on, of course, I'd get absorbed by another company, start earning a certain amount of money. You know, I had really thought about all that to the very end. And, you know, part of that future, I mean, I had seen so much, so much. <laughs> I had, you know, and it wasn't just for my career. I think during that time, I had literally planned out my life in literally every sector of my life. That was my career life. I knew, even for my personal life, I knew where I wanted to live, who even I'd want to marry, who um, I'd, I knew the kind of places that I wanted to be in. If if it was maybe with my blog, because at the time I was still blogging, I knew, you know, the kind of impact that I had foreseen for it. I mean, I had planned everything to the very nitty gritty, you guys. I had literally painted a picture and had like this whole entire vision board of how I wanted my life to be. At least in my head, I did. And recently just recently, like very recently. And I know because it's been three years since I had that vision in my head, three to four years ago since I had that vision in my head. Um, a lot of that has changed because if you've again listened to my previous episodes and you know that I I did, I did intern with this company, but then I never got absorbed with them because of COVID. You know, COVID brought about a lot of disruptions, literally in almost every area of my life, and most especially the areas of my life that I had already foreseen in my vision board. And, whew, my days. Very recently, one huge aspect of that vision board, I don't want to say sort of shattered into pieces, but let me say that I just realized, like it just literally hit me that this is never going to happen. <laughs> this is never going to happen. And this is a future that, or rather this is a dream that I had put in my heart for the longest time that I had prayed about, that I had foreseen. You know, this is something I had seen happening so many years ago. And literally just about two months ago, I realized that this dream might really never come true. I literally found out that the future, that the dream I had planned for my life ended up being the future that God did not want for me. And let me tell you, it has been the hardest reality to accept. And it's so funny because while all this has been happening, God has been putting me in situations where I have to speak hope and I have to speak life to people who are also in the same scenario where they're trying to let go of a dream, they're trying to let go of an outcome, or they're really trying to let go of an idea that they thought was it but isn't it. 
if that is making sense. And up until now, how did how let's talk about how did that make me feel? For the longest time, actually, I for those two months, I have been in and out of anger, and more so to God, because. I mean, I'm just like, I had prayed for this. This is, I have been praying for this for a long time. You knew the desire of my heart. And, you know, just communicating this to God and telling him, God, I'm disappointed. God, I'm angry, you know. And just fluctuating between those stages of grief where one minute you're angry, one minute you're accepting, one minute you're negotiating, one minute you're like, okay, um, so let's take this, let's just walk through all the steps again. How did we get here? You know, so it has really been overwhelming for me because I feel like I am not going to get any other confirmation. <laughs> like God literally just opened my eyes to the fact that this is not what I want for you. Yes, this is what you have desired for a long time, but this is not what I want for you. And I have grieved that future. I have cried to God. I have told him, you know, why? Why is this not it? But you see, sometimes we don't really have to know the reason. If it's not for us, it's not for us. And it's better not to, to try and, you know, strong arm or try to um, twist God into, you know, making things happen because you want them to happen because there's definitely going to be a lesson to it. Right? I mean, look at the Israelites and someone gave this example this past weekend. The Israelites, you know, they saw other, their fellow neighboring countries being ruled by a king. Yeah, and they at the time did not have a king. So they prayed to God and said, I even asked, we want a king. And so God said, okay, fine, let's give them a king. And they got their first king. And see, at the time, they even got a king who they weren't even ready for a king. Even the king himself was not ready for the calling that was before him. And there was a lesson that they had to learn, you know, because Saul was not exactly one of the best kings Israel ever had. And that is something that I truly came to realize that sometimes we may pray for something and maybe God doesn't want that for us, but he allows it to happen. And because at the end of the day, he still has to take all the glory, he'll allow for it to happen, allow you to go through the lesson, and then, you know, be glorified when he comes back and redeems you from that lesson and tell and shows you why you needed to just trust in him in the word in the first place. So <laughs> it has not been easy to accept that. And I think the thing about working with God is that he's not always going to reveal things that will make us happy, you know? Because when we choose to trust in him, when we choose to believe that he has great plans for us, that his plans for us are good, they are plans meant to prosper us and not to harm us, but to give us a future and a hope. 
then we already know, like I've said so many times in this podcast, that if we think the plans that we have for ourselves are good, then just imagine what would happen if we surrender those plans, our plans, and just submit to the plans that God has for us because his plans are way, way better than what we can possibly think of. And his word says that he's able to do exceedingly above, exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think or even fathom. You know, that's just the power that he has. That's just, that's just how powerful he is and that's how loving and sovereign he is. So what happens when the future you had for yourself, what happens when the dream that you had for yourself, for your life, turns out to misalign with God's will? It's easy for us to say that, you know, it's important to always submit to God's will so that your your plans may align to his plans. But we are human beings at the end of the day. And we're going to want things. We're going to want to be in control. We're going to want to be on the steering wheel. What happens when the future we want, when that dream that we want, actually turns out to misalign to God's will? What happens when the good, in quotes, you know, the good, the quote-unquote good plans that you had for your life end up becoming a distraction leading you astray from God's own intended purpose for your life. Because for me, I know so many times, I think I've just come to that realization recently, that yes, you know, these plans were good. You know, I was focusing a lot of my attention on this dream. And really, yes, it was good, but it was a distraction and it was not what God intended for me. And hopefully one day I can speak about it more. But, I mean, these are simply the questions that I've been asking myself. And my days, like I said, I have really just been oscillating between all the stages of grief. There are moments and days when I'm truly angry with God, with myself, with life. There are days when I've accepted it. There are days when I'm just like, I don't even want to think about it. And what I have loved about being in this period is that I have also, like, I have been able to bring these emotions to God where he has also led me to grieve and let go of this dream, let go of this future that I had already painted for myself. And like I said, it's so interesting that, you know, similarly, God put me in a situation. (laughs) God put me in a situation where I literally, I literally also had a friend who was going through the same thing, the exact same thing I'm going through at the moment. And she reached out to me. And I remember when I was listening to her, I was just telling God, what do you want me to tell her? What do you want me to tell her? Because I too am going through the same situation. (laughs) And who am I to even advise my friend when I myself have not figured it out? And I think it was that moment when I realized that sometimes God calls us to do, even in terms of obedience, you know, sometimes 
God calls us to do certain things, not for our own sake, but for the sake of other people. Sometimes God will call us to be redeemed, to be restored from a certain thing, from a certain life. Not even because, you know, it's about us. It's, sometimes it's not about us. Sometimes God knows that if Chebaibai is able to heal from this, then she'll be able to impact and touch the lives of so many other people who are going through the same thing, who also need to, you know, be healed from the same thing. And so in that moment, let me tell you, it was so humbling. And I remember saying, I remember as I was listening to my friend, I remember just telling God in my heart that, I remember just telling God, okay, I know I'm going through the same situation, but you know what? I'm going to allow myself to be used of you to speak life into this friend's life. And I kid you not, even while I was speaking to her and encouraging her, God was literally speaking to me and healing parts of me as well. And it's so beautiful. Like, I honestly don't even know how to describe it. It's just that verse of when you water others, he who waters will also be watered. You know, sometimes... You might think that, you know, helping someone might take away from you, like, but, and sometimes the effect might not be that immediate, but for me in that moment, literally, God was speaking to this woman through me while speaking to me as well. And I remember just the things that I spoke to her. And even how I knew that I needed to talk about this on the on the podcast is that it is important for us to allow ourselves to grieve and to mourn the season or the future that might never be. It is okay that you had this dream, that you had this life figured out. Whatever it is, you can just look at your life. What dream, what future did you have in mind? And somehow, you know, God always, it's just a way that God will always communicate to us and show us if we are truly listening and if we're we're truly keen that this is not what I want for you. And sometimes that is the outcome, that is the dream, that is the future that you're so attached to that you cannot see past it. Maybe it would be something to do with maybe moving to another country. Maybe you wanted to move to another country, work there. Or, you know, get education there. And God says, no, I actually want you to stay home. There's so much I want you to do here. And just as an example, we have glorified leaving our countries, going abroad or do whatever it is we want, you know, thinking that the grass is always green on the other side. And maybe it is. But maybe what if, you know, that is not what God wants for you specifically as an individual? What if there's a bigger, greater impact that you can do in your own country, in your own space? So when you find yourself in situations where you're attached to now a decision, an outcome, a dream, a future, so much so that 
you literally do not know life outside this box that you have created, then it really becomes hard to learn that that's not what God wants for you. It really, it's so hard. It's so painful. And it's difficult to let go. So it is important to allow yourself, and this is something that I've been telling myself, it is important for me to allow myself to grieve and to literally mourn for the season, for this future that might never be. But it's not for me also to grieve and mourn forever because it's not like God is taking away something and not providing another. Literally, God is telling me, this is not what I want. I know this is what you wanted. This is what you wanted. But this is not what I want. And I need you to let go of this and open your minds to the great things that I'm about to do in your life. And like I've said, even in the previous episodes, for us sometimes, you know, obedience and believing in God, you know, we want proof. We want evidence We're just like, no, show me that this is going to work. Show me this future that you're telling me you have for me. Show me this plan. Show me this great things that you want to do in my life. And it's so interesting that this past week, God has shown me that evidence, but it hasn't been evidence of, you know, where he's painting for me the picture, you know, giving me the evidence and telling me that in 10 years, this is what you're going to be doing. But the evidence that I have gotten from God is the testimony of another person. Where God puts me in a situation where I listen to someone speaking about how being obedient to God, how that has transformed their life, how that has built their faith. And of course, in those moments, I'm like, if this person obeyed God, if these are the fruits of obeying God, then this is the evidence I need. Because like we have said in a previous episode, with God, seeing is not believing, but believing is seeing. So again, allow yourself to grieve, but don't stay there for too long. Grieve and be ready to actually just let it go and open yourself to the actual plan, the great plan that God has for you. And now, of course, this is where I say, you know, let go and let God. After you have grieved, we are not staying here for too long. We are just grieving this season. You know, we're not meant to grieve forever, but we are grieving. And then after that, allowing ourselves to let go and let God. And again, this is not easy. Letting go and letting God. Kwanzaa, first of all, yes, it sounds so cliche. It is cliche because it has been said over and over again. But it is a powerful statement. It literally means, are we willing to relinquish our own control? Are we willing to relinquish our own plans, our own dreams, our own ambitions, that God may have his will and his way in our lives? Are we? 
And while I was, you know, just reading through and preparing for this episode, I came across a very profound statement um, from C.S. Lewis. And it says, um, the article read that the Christian way is different, harder and easier. (laughs) It's harder and it's easier. So Christ says, give me all, you know, give me all. I do not want so much of your time and so much of your money and so much of your work. I want you. And he goes on to say, I have not come to torment your natural self, but to kill it. (laughs) No half measures are any good. I don't want to cut off a branch here and a branch there. I want to have the whole tree down. I don't want to drill the tooth or crown it or stop it, but to have it out. I literally just want to pull it out. So hand over the whole natural self, all the desires which you think innocent as well as those you think wicked, the whole outfit, I will give you a new self instead. In fact, I will give you myself. And I found the actual quote because this article paraphrased it. And I found the actual quote by C.S. Lewis from his book, Mere Christianity, and I'm just going to read it. And it says, Give me all of you. I don't want so much of your time, so much of your talents and money, and so much of your work. I want you, all of you. I have not come to torment or frustrate the natural man or woman, but to kill it. No half measures will do. I don't want to only prune a branch here and a branch there. Rather, I want the whole tree out. Hand it over to me, the whole outfit, all your desires, all of your wants and wishes and dreams, turn them all over to me. Give yourself to me and I will make of you a new self in my image. Give me yourself and in exchange, I will give you myself. And my most favorite part, it says, my will shall become your will. My heart shall become your heart. And it's so beautiful because this is literally what it, what letting go and letting God means. It means relinquishing all our dreams, all our hopes, all our plans, the futures that we have planned for ourselves, releasing all of that to God and allowing him to transform us. Because he's saying, give me all of you. And in turn, I will give me, I will give you me right? And when he gives himself to us, when he gives himself to us in turn, his will will become our will. His heart will become our heart. So that when we say, and I remember I was even saying this to my friend, so that when we say, delight yourself in the Lord and he will grant you the desires of your heart, it simply means the desires of your heart will literally mirror the desires of God's heart. And that is the most, I think, beautiful thing that I read. And again, it is so hard. It is so hard. (laughs) 
<laughs> it is so hard to actually do this, but it is important. Because God's will for our lives, the desires that God has for us, they are way greater, way better, you know, than we can possibly imagine. And then the third thing I'd say, so number one, I've said, allow yourself to grieve and to mourn the season, that season, that future that might never be. Number two, let go and let God. Number three, it is important to communicate the desires of your heart to God. And the reason I'm saying this is just because what you wanted isn't part of, you know, God's plans doesn't mean that we need to hide our desires from him. Yeah, just because, let me say that again, just because what God wanted isn't part of, you know, or rather just because what you wanted isn't part of God's plans for you doesn't mean we need to hide our desires from him. And for me, like I said, when I realized that this is not the future, this is not the desire that God has for me, I went to him and I told him, I mean, God, I'm angry. And it doesn't mean that I stop praying for the things that I want because the more I seek him, I like to think, I like to believe that when we make these desires known to him, when we seek him, when we sort him out with, you know, what our wants are, what our dreams are, it also sort of invites him into our minds. It invites him into our hearts that he may speak to us on our dreams and cause him to align our desires and our dreams to match his. Because sometimes, you know, we might think, ah, me, I don't even... Yes, of course, God knows everything about our lives even before we tell him. But I mean, when you involve God in that process of, okay, God, this is the dream and the future I want, and just constantly communicate and commune with him, then he also becomes part of that decision-making process. He becomes part of that vision-bearing process. And he tells you, okay, I see this is what you want, but I think I have a better idea. I think I have a better plan for you. You know, let's look at let's look at this this way, right? And I mean, you can just look at it even in life. Most of the time when you try to do something alone, from your own perspective, there's so much you can miss out on. But you invite another person, you know, to come have a look or just deliberate with you in the same thought process, then you get a different perspective. And I like to believe that's the same thing with God. Sometimes you can only understand, you know, what God's plans are for our lives when we share our own plans with him. When we invite him into the room and say, this is what I want. What do you think? Or oh, this is what I want. I surrender it to you. Mold it. Tear it down if you need to tear it down. But at the end of the day, I am more interested in what you want for me. So it doesn't mean that we hide our desires from him. And even for me, I, I remember telling myself, just because this isn't what God wants for me, I don't want them to be in a situation where I'm like, so why then should I pray for stuff if it's not going to happen? But maybe it's going to happen, but not the way I want it. Maybe not the way I envisioned it to happen. 
God is still able to use parts of our stories for his glory because, like I said, at the end of the day, he has to take all the glory. And it might not happen the way we see it because he is sovereign. Our lives belong to him and we need to allow him to use us for his glory and for his purpose. So the next thing, of course, after that, I would say is seek him first. And that's just Matthew 6.33. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things shall be added unto you. So yes, you have communicated what your desires are. But just seek God. Sometimes I think we go to God, you know, with the position of our hearts are just, you know, biased. You know, we're really going to God because this is what we want. Or we are praying to God and we are praying to sort of like manipulate him to get him to do certain things for us or to make certain things happen for us. But God literally says, leave that all aside. Just seek me first. And not seek me to get what you desire, but seek me to find me. Because when you find me, like we've read, my will will become your will. My heart will become your heart. Literally, every other thing that you desire, it will be added unto you. And it will be added unto you because during that time of seeking him, spending time with him, communing with him, he will transform your desires, your dreams, your wants to match what he wants. Right? So that when you're praying, you're literally praying according to God's will. And his word has told us that whatever we ask in his name, he will make it happen. But how do we get there? We get there by spending time with him. We, we get there by literally seeking him with all of our hearts and all of our minds. And seeking him not to get something from him, but seeking him to know him. Seeking him to find him. Seeking him where we literally depend on him for everything in our lives. And I remember sharing with my friend, saying how God is a jealous God. Yes, he, he has given you the power to make a decision. Yes, he has given you the freedom of choice and of, you know, having your own will. But he still wants you to let all that go and depend on him for everything. Sometimes he'll just let us do whatever it is we want to do. You know, like the lady who I kept, I, I, I referenced to on Instagram, the one who just says, I'm a see for myself. <laughs> he lets you go see for yourself. And when you come back, he will be there. He is a loving and gracious God. He will be there to say, okay, yes, you wanted, yes, like I told you, this is not what I wanted for you. But he never also, you know, makes us feel bad that you did this, you disobeyed me. That is why you're here. Yes, that lesson will be delivered in that moment. But also, he will use that experience for his glory, you know, to impact your life and to help you trust in him and believe in him even more. So yes, 
what happens when the dream, what happens when the future that you had intended for yourself turns out to be what God did not or does not want for your life? What happens when that dream is shattered? There are going to be moments of grief. There are going to be moments when you will feel like, you know, there's no moving on from here. And I mean, we have seen so many people even go as far as taking their own lives because maybe something they had hoped would happen does not happen or they realize may not happen and they lose all hope. But if you're listening to this and you are or have been in such a situation, I want you to know that God says that he has great plans for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. And when he takes away something, always remember that he also is a loving God and he has the capacity to give. And what he is giving you in return is much greater, much better than you can possibly imagine. All you need to do is believe in him. All you need to do is trust him. All you need to do is surrender to him. Surrender to his will that you, that his will may become your will and that his heart may become your heart. And that's why I want to end this episode today. Just think about that. Think about that. Think about that future, that desire, that dream that you've had that maybe has not come to pass and that maybe, I don't know, for me, I know I got a confirmation that this might never happen. But even if you haven't gotten a confirmation, just allow yourself to grieve. Then also don't stay there for too long. Just let go and let God. Trust in him. Talk to him, communicate to him your desires, communicate to him how you're even feeling about knowing that what you want is not what he wants. And then go ahead and just seek him. Follow him, love him with all of your heart. And be ready to, you know, experience the great things, the great plans that he has in store for you. So yeah, that's just about it for today's episode. I hope you have gotten value and enjoyed this episode up until this point. Um, if you have found today's conversation meaningful, then I invite you to share it with your friends, with your family, to whoever you think needs to hear this message, this encouragement. And yes, be sure to also rate, follow, and subscribe to the Abundance Health Podcast on all our podcast listening platforms. Don't forget to also follow us on our social media accounts. You can check out my social media pages as well, uh, Sharon Chabaibai on literally all <laughs> social media platforms and then the Abundance Health Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and on X. If you love what we do here on the podcast, if you find what we do here on the podcast meaningful, then you can also consider supporting the Abundance of Podcast using the till number that we have in the show notes. This option is currently available for those of you who are listening to me from Kenya. And for those who are for my global audience, not to worry. I see you. I see your support. And hopefully I can come up with a solution or, you know, a way in which you can also support us financially 
as well and yes <laughs> i feel like this episode has been too short but then again i know my my editor is like what do you mean it's been too short <laughs> but yes thank you so much for tuning in up until this moment like i always like to say if you remember absolutely nothing else from today's episode i hope you remember that you have been called to have life and life in abundance and that i am rooting for you until the next one Bye-bye.